Welcome to Everything Joy to Life. We offer those affected by breast cancer a place to share their stories, provide insightful information from members of the medical community, and share a variety of engaging content to help you live your best life. Through it all, we promote the life-saving mission of the Joy to Life Foundation to provide free mammograms and other breast cancer screenings to the medically underserved throughout Alabama, build and support breast cancer awareness among all Alabamians, and promote overall good health, well-being, and education throughout the state. I'm your host, Tommy Fields, and joining me is my co-host, the co-founder of the Joy to Life Foundation, Joy Blondheim. Hi, Joy. Hey, Tommy. Well, Joy, on the podcast today, we have a love story, but it's a different kind of love story. Now, it all has the typical things that you'd find in a love story, like love and marriage, loss, and of course, a happy ending, naturally. Yes. You know. But this story has several unique elements to it that maybe make it the most unique one I've heard in quite a while. I mean, and it's it's not just a breast cancer thread that runs through it. It's kind of a joy to life thread that runs through this love story. It's a great story and I can't wait for everybody to hear it. All right, guys, let's hear the story. I'm so excited about these two people being here. Um, we have David and Lee Herman with us and they are actually newlyweds and they have got such a just a wonderful story. Their story is loving and sweet and happy and sad. Dare we say joyful? Yes, there's a (laughs) lot of it joyful. And that's where we're going to start, right? At being joyful. So uh, anyway, I want to just tell um, those that are listening, David and I grew up together and we've known each other forever. And our parents knew each other and Um, David's uh, parents had many of the shops in Normandale when Normandale was in its heyday, right, David? That's right. Yeah, yeah. So we we go way back, and we'll probably touch on some things. And then um, I haven't known Lee that long, but I have... I started knowing Lee because of her breast cancer journey. And um, so, you know, she's just just wonderful. And I'm so excited for people to actually hear their story. So they're here because um, Lee and David met at our Pray in Pink event, one of our Pray in Pink events uh, a couple of years ago. Actually, three Yeah, three years ago, they met for the very first time. And I'm just going to say that and then let them, let David start by explaining that to the audience. All right. Yeah. David? Well, we did meet at the Joy to Life Pray in Pink. And my wife, who had passed away a year before that, had also spoken at the Pray in Pink. At our synagogue, At the synagogue, yeah. 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 And she had spoken. And somebody asked me if I was coming that year, and I said, sure, I'm coming. And they thought it might be difficult for me to come since my wife had died. And so I, I came. And I was a little uneasy coming. I had just come from a court case. I was on a jury, and I was late getting there. And in the parking lot, I think she, it had already started, uh, my daughter had called me from New York saying that uh, she was having some kind of, um, I guess, breast test because her mother had the BRCA gene right. and, and she had the BRCA gene and they had taken some test and they weren't happy with it. And I, I was going to see her the next week anyway. And she said, but it's fine, Dad. You know, it's going to be on Tuesday. 
uh, you're coming on Thursday. We're going to go out to eat Friday. We're going to go to the watch the Alabama game on Saturday. Whatever. So I'm fine. I'm fine. But so I was a little uneasy about that. So I wasn't really paying all that much attention, unfortunately. Uh, and uh, so anyway, after the the speech, I went up to Lee because my my first wife was my girlfriend in the fifth grade at Floyd School. And Lee's older sister was my sixth grade girlfriend at Floyd School. (laughs) And uh, I remembered Lee as a little three or four year old when I liked her sister when she was 11. And so I went up to Lee afterwards and she knew my wife. And I told her that what I just said about the fifth grade and the sixth grade. And that was about it. Then I was out in the parking lot talking to a good friend of mine. And he asked me if I was interested in going out. And it had just been about a year, and I really wasn't interested in going out. Uh, and, I, and I told him that. And he said somebody had expressed some interest. I said, well, no, I don't even want to know who it is. Just, uh, just let her, whoever it is, let her know I'm flattered. And then I called him the next day, and I said, who was it? <laughs> <laughs> It took you a whole day. It did. A whole day. It did. And so, and it was Lee. And um, it's just, it's just, it's, it, it it turns into a God thing. Um, So somebody in our synagogue had died and I was going to go to the funeral and I had asked my daughter if she wanted anything and she did. She wanted some pedophores from Ligger's Bakery, which people may or may not know what they are, the little cakes. Mm -hmm. And when she and my wife. Delicious. Delicious. She and my wife would go in there when. My daughter was, my daughter Mallory was a little girl. She would always ask for the pedophores. And my wife, in her perfect French, would say, no, Mallory, however. <laughs> so we would always give her grief about that. Anyway, so I was going from the funeral to Ligger's to pick up the pedophores, go to the person's house who had died, and then drive to Atlanta and spend the night with my brother and fly to New York the next day get to Ligger's, the lady in front of me had bought the last pedophores. And it was like, oh no, I gotta get them. Can you make some more? Yes, but it's gonna be several hours. It's like, oh gosh, all right, I'll, I'll come back. Um, and I did. So I was in the car talking to somebody on the phone. I, I hardly ever talk on the phone, but I was talking to somebody on the phone and I see Lee walk into Ligger's Bakery. <laughs> so she didn't know that I knew that she had some interest. So I go in. And we had a two-hour monologue. A monologue. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Yeah. So we did. And, and at the time, I had things on my um, phone about my wife, the eulogy and pictures and what people had said about her. But I didn't have it in an email. So I said, give me your phone number and I'll send it to you. So what a sly way to get her number, wasn't it? <laughs> That's a very so, unique approach, David, yes. But anyway, so it worked, and uh, I went to see my daughter, and I came back, and I had a text from Lee wanting to know if I wanted to go to lunch. And I didn't want to tell her I was having a colonoscopy that day. <laughs> so I said, You lead a very full life, David. You really do. So I said, I, not today, but let's go to dinner the next day. So we did. We went to dinner, and... Um, picked her up and I told her that uh, Karen, my first wife, was the love of my life and, um, you know, that she's, that Lee is very Christian, which is beautiful for her. And I was very Jewish, which is beautiful for me. And we'd just be good friends and uh, we'll find her a nice Christian man and I'll move out of the way. That, of course, evolved into, we'll find you a nice Christian man. He's going to have to push me out of the way. (laughs) 
<laughs> and um, I'm going to let it, I'm going to stop there. And so Lee can get a word. I know, Lee, wise. this is such a story. Oh, but I got to stop because it always sounds like she went after me. So <laughs> we have good friends usually from Israel every year that come to Maxwell Air Force Base for the officer's school. And we've befriended them for years and years. So I had only been out with Lee once. And I was over at their house talking, and I'm leaving, and the wife says, you're in love. And it's like, come on. And she was right. (laughs) (laughs) If I didn't get that in, Lee was going to kill me. Okay, go ahead. Well, really what everything that he said is is true. My next-door neighbor, a great friend of mine, um, she was also at the Pray in Pink service, and she is the one who told this person in the parking lot that, I was interested in, in David and, and oh, let's and, give her a shout and, out. Uh, it's Amy. Amy, Amy, we love you, Amy. Amy, Amy Harris. And, uh, she, uh, now we know who to blame. Yes. Yeah, so we give Amy all the credit, and Gerald, and lots of other people, Joy and Dickie, who invited me and my one of my great friends, Jana right. Bailey, she, who yeah. we spoke at the. Pray in pink because we have a unique story. We we got breast cancer just, or we were were diagnosed with breast cancer just two weeks apart, and we have been friends since grade school. And um, I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2015, five years ago. And Jana, um, she had not had a mammogram in about a year and a half. And she was with me when I received the diagnosis that I had breast cancer. And she started asking me about my symptoms. And my my mother, my 87-year-old mother, was diagnosed with the same kind of breast cancer three days before I was. Unbelievable. Um, So she was very, Jana was very um, inquisitive about the different symptoms and and I had, I had actually found the lump myself. I had had a mammogram in October of that year. And in January of the following year, um, I had I felt a lump. And I had a friend who was a nurse, and we were on a girl's trip. And I just, you know, asked her if this was unusual to have a lump, you know, just a few months after a mammogram. And she said, you know, I'd I'd probably have it checked out. You know, don't wait until your next mammogram, which would have been a year later. She said, I'd probably have it checked out. And sure enough, uh, I was stage two um, breast cancer, lobular breast cancer. Um, So anyway, back to my friend Jana, she, um, you know, was just having some symptoms herself. And because she went with me to the doctor and um, heard the diagnosis, she went and had a mammogram, and she was stage one uh, ductal breast cancer. Um, so we felt like we had um, a story to tell, to share with others. We, we certainly wanted to um, help people be aware of the symptoms of breast cancer. One, at, one out of every eight women get breast cancer. Uh, we had a group of six uh, girls who went on this girls trips and two out of the six friends um, had breast cancer uh, within a, two that's weeks another unbelievable within thing, two yeah. weeks of each other you know we're diagnosed um, so we actually joy knew that we had this story to, to tell 
And um, we went out and, and spoke to different groups, and she asked us to come speak to um, the Pray in Pink service at the synagogue. So, so we give Joy and, and, and Dickie credit for bringing, for bringing um, David and I together. A uh, little part of it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but as David said, it, it really is a God thing. I mean, you know, for us to meet at Ligger's the following week of, of, of what a coincidence. I mean, my mother was, was, I was actually picking up medicine at Adam's Drugs right down from, from Ligger's and something just told me to go to Ligger's. I mean, it was just this strong um, feeling that I had. She did love the chicken salad that they have at Ligger's and um, I said, okay, I'll go to Ligger's to get the chicken salad and that's where David and I um, saw each other again and, and talked for two hours at Ligger's. We, he asked if, if I had a minute, and I said, sure. And so we sit down at the How about table. And, uh, yeah, so we talked for, for two hours, and he did get my phone number in an in a interesting kind of way. Um, but, uh, we just, we just had a connection really from the beginning. And I had known, I had known David all my life. Like he said, he, he used to come to the house, um, and see my older sister. So we, we all knew who David Herman was. Um, in fact, my mother who, uh, had breast cancer and then unfortunately it did, um, metastasize to the rest of her body and to her brain and, so when David and I started going out, um, actually the day uh, we, we were at Ligger's, he, he said, ask your mother if she remembers me. And I'm thinking, she, you know, she has a hard time remembering what she had to eat for breakfast that morning. Don't really flatter yourself. She probably is not <laughs> going to remember you. But I will ask her when I get home to her house, I'll ask her if she remembers you. And so... Um, so this was a kind of a funny story. I, I, I asked my mother if uh, she remembered who David Herman was, and she she's kind of thinking. I can see her kind of thinking and, and squinting her eyes a little bit, and and she said, yeah, I do. And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, what is she going to say about him? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I said, well, what do you remember about him? And she said, well, he was uh, he had dark hair, and he was good-looking, and he was Greek. <laughs> she she knew he was Jewish or Greek or yeah, you know, there was some Close kind enough. of yeah. Close enough. So it was really funny. She just really nailed nailed it, except for the two out of three she got right. But um, and then we have a sweet story where before she before my mother passed away, um, David wanted to see her, um, and so he did insist on going to my house. This was after we had been dating a while and. Um, she, uh, it, it was really sweet. He, uh, you know, she was totally bedridden and probably weighed 70 or 80 pounds at the most mm-hmm. just cause the, the cancer had really taken over her whole body. And, um, she was looking at the two of us and realized that, um, this is where I get kind of emotional, <laughs> but she realized we were together and that, that I was going to be taken care of. Um, I had been divorced for 17 years and she always worried about me, you know, finding some man or whatever, a husband, which, you know, I was just focused on raising my boys and, and, and certainly, um, you know, would love to have been married, but, um, 
you know, it was not a priority when my boys were young. I have three sons. And so um, she just looked at David and she looked at me and it was like, you're going to be okay. You know, he's going to take care of you. And it was, it was Mm. really, really sweet. Beautiful. But you, you should tell them about the doctor who, okay. Who asked you. There there was a a doctor friend of mine and, and we won't name him who knew Lee and knew she had cancer and knew Karen, of course, and knew Karen had passed away and said to, he was a friend. He still is. He said, why would you go out with somebody else who had cancer? You know, it's going to come back. And I said, oh why God. in the, how in the world were you ever allowed to be a doctor? If it comes back, I'll take care of her, you know? Wow. Isn't that a, just a, It's a wonderful a, bedside well, manner. Yes. Yeah. What a thing to say. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, and he's a friend, but it was just so yeah. well, inappropriate. And the thing, but the thing about it, too, though, I mean, you actually, I would think, would have more insight than the average kind of, the average guy so I would have thought, you know, he would have said, oh, well, that's that's wonderful. Right. You know, she she can, you know, rely yeah. on you, you know, because you have you know more knowledge and, and you're used to this more or less. And boy, that's uh, it is. That's it, not exactly the response you want. And if the truth is told, I think that may be what attracted me to Lee, knowing if she got sick. Somebody would take care, take of, care her. of her. Is that true? Oh. Yeah. And we, and we have so much in common. It, it's 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 really interesting. Um, we both lost, I lost twins before I had my three sons and he and Karen lost a, a child, uh, after two, she was only two weeks old. And, um, we just, you know, we both grew up in Montgomery. We both went to some, some of the same schools and have a lot of, um, similar friends. Although I always tell him, he'll ask me questions. Do you remember this? And I said, David, you're, you're a lot older than I am. <laughs> you know, I, I don't remember, uh, some of these things you're talking about, but since he did like my older sister, we have a lot of friends, uh, same, same friends. And, um, we just, uh, even though we are different religions, we, um, we, we still, love God and, and we give God the glory for, for bringing us together. Yeah. Not Lee, tell everybody what you said. You told me this when we talked a little bit ago about your three re- requirements oh, yeah. for okay. finding a husband. <laughs> and this, this, this was, was kind of comical, but, but cause you know, certainly you, um, I, I probably, um, this wasn't totally true, but I was looking for a Christian man, um, and and David is a very godly man. I, I could not have found a, a, a more godly man, and we we respect each other's religion and and have learned about so much about each other's religion. But the other thing was somebody who could fix things because I was a single mom of three boys, and I was always having this list of things that needed to get fixed, you know. And of course, David can't fix anything. Um, and so that was 0 for 2 already, uh, Christian and, and someone who could fix things. And, and, and I love going to the lake. We grew up going to the lake and I uh, have a, a place at the lake, a little place at the lake. And when we f- uh, first bought the 
when I first bought the lake house, we saw a snake and my son had to kill the snake. Um, so that was the other third requirement was that somebody who's not afraid of snakes. Well, David's petrified of snakes. So. <laughs> and strike your hands. <laughs> so, you know, you, you, you just shouldn't have this list that, that you, uh, that you stick to because God has different plans and God knows what's best. And he, he, he also has a sense of humor, which it's funny to me that, that David was, was none of those things. And uh, <laughs> no. so obviously I, I didn't know really what I wanted. So, so two months ago, y'all got married. We did. We did. And, and that's uh, kind of a neat story too. I, I know it. And I saw pictures right after because Again, Amy Harris was just letting everybody know with pictures. And it was just, for those of us that saw them right away, honestly, it was so joyous to know that, to see that, that y'all were getting married. It was just, it was just beyond wonderful, you know, because two fabulous people oh, found so each sweet. other. Thank I mean, you. it's just, it was wonderful. So, so talk about your wedding. So um, we had talked about getting married and, and we had planned it, but it's, it was, it was a little complicated, you know, where do we get married? He's Jewish. I'm Christian. Um, he doesn't feel appropriate to get married in the church. And um, so different, different factors came into play. And then, you know, um, our friend group, although it overlaps some, um, we have different friends too. So you start inviting friends and then it gets a little too big and, and we both have big, large families. And, um, so we, you know, who's going to marry us? He, we ended up using my minister, which was a compromise from him, which was wonderful. Uh, he did a great job and, and, and then COVID-19 hit in March, and um, the whole world changed, as, we, as, as everyone knows. And so we had planned to go see Mallory, his daughter, in New York. Uh, she was running a, a marathon, half marathon in New York in March, and we had our tickets. And um, so COVID hit, and, and she was afraid for us to come up there and fly to New York and in in. In the end, the, the race was canceled. But um, so we had not seen Mallory since December. And um, she decided in June, she said, Dad, I've, I've been in New York. I'm working from home. I've, um, I've been quarantining, but I've just got to get out of New York. And I want to come to Alabama to, to see you for your birthday. His birthday is June the 26th, or right around Father's Day. And so she said, I want to come home. the first time she's remembered that, by the way. Okay. No. <laughs> um, and uh, so she said, I want to drive. I want to drive to Alabama with drive with her boyfriend to see David and for his birthday and for Father's Day. And so we were like, great. You know, we, we'd love to see you. And uh, so David and I started talking. We said, you know, when, whenever we do get married, we want Mallory, of course, to be there, our, our children, my three boys and Mallory. And we said, you know, during this COVID uh, pandemic, we just, you know, we can have something really small and, um, people won't be offended that they weren't invited and, and we can just do it, uh, have the ceremony at the lake right outside my, uh, on my back 
backyard is a really pretty setting um, uh, uh, lakeside. And it's a very calm area. There's never any boats that drive through there. And so we decided we would just get married while Mallory was was here. And so we planned the wedding in two weeks and um, just had my three boys. And, and my oldest son is married and my middle son is engaged and had their their uh, girls and Mallory and her boyfriend and the minister. So we had 10 people, which was at that time, that was the limit um, for social gatherings. And it, it was just really, really special um, to it, to just have the immediate family and and um, up at the lake. So The pictures ref- reflected that for sure. How did your children accept all this? Was it hard for them? I know that Mallory was in a different situation than your boys, I know, but um, did they come to it immediately? Or That's kind of funny, too. Well, the first thing, when I went out with Lee and I called Mallory and said, Mallory, I've met a new friend. And she said, Dad, that's great. I said, do you want to meet her? She said, no. <laughs> she did. And that evolved into, Dad, you better not lose Lee. <laughs> oh, oh, that's so great. So she loves her. She actually calls Lee her bonus mom. Oh, not wow. Stepmom, oh, Lee, that's so sweet. And, and who couldn't love David? I mean, my boys, um, he, he just, and this was so um, just special about David. He never looked at me as, oh, she has three sons. You know, I, I mean, I remember there was because um, I was single for 17 years. There was there was somebody who I was supposed to go out with, and he, my boys were little at the time, and they he he wouldn't even go out with me because he said, you know, she has three sons. I've already raised my my children. I'm not going to go out with somebody who who has young children. And oh, well, and you dodged, uh, dodged a bullet. Yes, there. exactly. <laughs> oh, I would have said the same thing. Your kids were older. <laughs> No, um, but but David always um, just embraced my my family. He he is such a family is so important to him as it is me with me, and so he he's always been so interested in their lives and 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 just everything um, their interest and um, when when we told our boy my boys that we were getting married. Um, he's always joking with them, as you know. He's always just no. playing jokes. Yeah. <laughs> so at first they thought he was kidding. Um, you know, my youngest son calls and, hey, how are y'all doing? And we had just made the decision we were going to get married on David's birthday. And so David said, Will, he said, I'm, 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 tur- I'm going to be uh, having a birthday party in two weeks, and we want everybody to be there. And Will said, "Oh, great! We'll, you know, we'll 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 come, and we're going to have it at the lake. And oh, and by the way, I'm getting married to your mom that day." <laughs> oh, by the way, long, long pause, right? Long yes. pause. Yes. There was this long pause, and he said, "Really?" Because <laughs> he wasn't sure if David was kidding or not. But anyway, that yeah. was what's the punchline, David? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, but but they've all um, really and just have uh, loved David and and. He, uh, he's, he's been wonderful. He's, he's been a bonus dad to them. Well, so. and she's got great boys, and the oldest dad's wife, Martha, they're wonderful, and Wiley's fiance, Holly, she's great. And actually, David had knee surgery two years ago, and my middle son is a physical therapist, 
and he just um, needed some extra physical therapy. And so he calls up the doctor and says, I need a prescription for physical therapy. And he's, he's going uh, every day to, to physical therapy with my son being his physical therapist. So, um, you know, it's just those kind of things. He, he really um, just wants to get to know them better and, and be a part of their That's lives. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Well, and David, I've got to give you extra guy points because what a brilliant stroke to have your wedding day be your birthday. So it's not, you don't have to remember two dates. Yeah, None of that. It's but, like, when's your anniversary, David? Oh, it's my birthday. There you go. That's the upside. What's the downside? I only get one present. Ah, uh, <laughs> it is a two-edged sword. You're right. <laughs> it's just absolutely wonderful that y'all found each other. It was, um, David, it's almost beshared. Y'all found each other. Bashared in, in um, Hebrew means meant to be. Absolutely. And this is a perfect example of being Bashared. And you found your Bashareta, your soulmate, another soulmate. I, you, I, I, I tell people you're lucky to have one love in your life, I which I had, and I've got a second one now. I know, and it's just, it's so wonderful for both of y'all. I feel fortunate. I have now an, a new daughter. A new daughter. It's and, wonderful. And um, I have two wonderful daughter-in-laws. And so now I have three daughters and three sons. Isn't that so, um, yeah, it's it's uh it's really worked out well. And, and you know, so much of what attracted me to David, he was so wonderful to his wife who was dying of cancer. And of course, I knew Karen, and um, she actually heard me do a presentation. Um, before she died, she came out to the Women of Hope support group. They do for a great people job who, with support. Um, are going through cancer and breast cancer. And she actually, Karen actually heard me speak, but um, he is so good to his daughter. And it is just um, wonderful to see a, a, a dad who, who just um, is so, so good to his daughter. And um, yeah, just just those things are that are really important and finding someone who who cares so much about family. And even before David and I met, just my whole breast cancer journey was so um, what's such an, uh, a unique story as well with with my good friend Jana um, going through cancer. Uh, when she told me two weeks after I had been diagnosed that she also had cancer and it was, because of my diagnosis that she went to the doctor. She so might not go. have, mm-hmm. she might have put it off another six months or year, and then it would, would have been much, much worse. Um, so I think another message that's important to share is just do self-exams. Um, Absolutely. Be, you know, just don't rely on a mammogram, no. even though a mammogram in a lot of cases is accurate. But in my case, it wasn't. You know, it didn't detect it. Um, we have that in common. Mm-hmm. The and, mammogram um, didn't work. There's a 20% chance, by the way, mm-hmm. of when you have a mammogram, there's still low. And, mm-hmm. that's, and it's still the best tool we right, have. Right, sure. But, but there is a Don't yeah. wait until the, your next appointment if you if you feel a lump or something suspicious. Um, in in Jana's case, um, and this might be too much information, but it was an inverted nipple, um, yeah. and that's that's how my mother, uh, when she was diagnosed, that was the symptom that she had. But if you don't use this 
the opportunity, the, the cancer journey, um, you know, David going through the death of his spouse, if you don't use those opportunities of, of pain and suffering to help others and to, to really get the word out, then you've gone through all of that for naught. I mean, there's been no, there, it gives you an opportunity to share your story, even though it might be uncomfortable or might be painful. It's still important to share your story because it could help, it could help someone else. Oh, I agree 100,000% with you. And, and for those that can't afford the screenings and stuff, there's joy to life. Yes, there is. Nicely and we're going to take care of them from yeah. start to finish. And speaking of self-exams, uh, we also have a shower card that, we do. That, that we can offer folks if they happen to not know how to do it. And plus, it's a great little reminder to go ahead and make sure that you schedule that on a regular basis. And you you know your body and you know what's going on. That's exactly right, because I never did self-exam ever. And then I found out I had breast cancer. So I... Right along with Lee, I know uh, we are on soap boxes to remind women to do self-exam because it really does save your life. Oh, yeah. And there's no downside. There is absolutely there no is downside. There is no downside at all. And I was not in a high-risk group. I, I um, exercised. I ate well. Me I too. didn't have the BRCA gene. At the time, my mother had not been diagnosed. I had no family history. Um, so, you know, a lot of times, I thought, well, that would never happen to me. I, I'm not in the high-risk group. Well, it, it doesn't matter. There you go. It's one out of eight women who get breast cancer. That's right. That's right. Anything else Did you y'all get anything? Did anything y'all get else everything you guys want to say? Oh, it was just, just wonderful. Just thank you all for having us come. This good. Hope hope it helps some people who are having cancer or going to have cancer. Or somebody who thinks it. that they should marry a certain person and <laughs> that's right <laughs> and that's and the uh, god god has a different plan that's exactly right and, and god's and I, plan is always better than the, than our plan <laughs> oh my goodness thanks you guys so much thank you all that was wonderful thank you thanks for listening to everything joy to life a podcast of the joy to life foundation and a production of big dreams creative for more episodes and to find out more about the life-saving mission of the Joy to Life Foundation, visit joytolife.org or find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm your host, Tommy Fields. My co-host, as always, is Joy Blondheim, and our producer is Nancy Fields. And as always, we wish you all health, happiness, and joy to life. <laughs>